0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Journey into Fandom Detours. This is pretty much just bonus content with guests talking about whatever. In this episode, I asked Vaughn to come back on and talk about some of her Christmas movie recommendations. Unfortunately, I was unable to get this out before Christmas because I've been quarantining in my sister's apartment and didn't have access to my PC, which had the files on it that I was working on. Um, so my brother had to export it from my PC and uh, send it to me via Google Drive. Um, yeah, very frustrating, but you know, I feel like the period between Christmas and New Year is still the holiday season, so whatever. I hope you enjoy the episode, regardless. Two more things I have to mention before we get into this. Firstly, this episode will be free to access because I am reworking my Patreon. And from January 1st, I will have one Patreon account for all my podcasts. It will be called Into the first, So I'm shutting down each of the three current Patreons. What that means is that if you subscribe after the 1st of January at the $5 tier, you will get access to all future bonus episodes of detours as well as other bonus stuff that I want to do for Kingdom Minds and retrospective, just kind of whenever I whatever I feel like doing. You can also join the Into the First Discord server, and there's no paywall for that. It's a free way. You can support the show, hanging out with me, all the good stuff. Last but not least, we have a brand new theme for Detours. So my brother slash co-producer Josh, he wrote the main theme and the new Detours theme. Oh my gosh, he knocked it out of the park. It's an absolute banger. Not only that... But Adam, another brother of myself, uh, and co-producer of the show, played the drums for it as well. Again, it's a banger. It's so good. It slaps so hard. Without any further ado, please join me on this detour into fandom. friends and happy charismas to you all welcome to episode two of journey into fandom detours thank you to my brother josh for the excellent new theme for the show make sure you stay for the end credit scene of the episode that's all i'm going to say about that uh today on the show i'm joined once again by the lovely vaughn who came on to journey into fandom previously to talk about star wars but today we are delving into another topic that she's extremely knowledgeable about and we we're going to talk about Christmas films. So, yeah, let's let, let's go. <laughs> so excited. I'm so
1: excited. I can't wait. Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And um so not only do you know a lot about Christmas films, but you study Christmas films like as a job with your dissertation and everything, I which is do. crazy. It's so fun. Yeah,
1: it's it's bananas. I I am doing my PhD on Christmas films and it's like every day is Christmas for me for the last three years and I love it.
0: That's so good. It's so great. I mean, like what better thing to study than, you know, the most wonderful time of the year
1: all year round. Exactly. I didn't know you could do this with history when I was in undergrad and even grad school. like. I didn't know you were allowed to just study whatever you want to study as long as there's historical grounding and you can justify it you can study literally anything so I'm like let's do comic books and demons and now I do Christmas films like my my research has been off the walls for years and I love it
0: (laughs) yeah pretty much like I mean that's that's how I felt doing media theory like Mm. my dissertation was about um CGI and Disney films because like Ugh. you can just you can just pick anything and I was like that's what I'm passionate about. So anyway, back to Christmas. Love it. Yes. So we're gonna just jump in and uh you're gonna tell us some of your racks. Mm. Um and that's gonna be super fun. So we're gonna start off with like the classics. So what are the, the classic Christmas films that,
1: that you enjoy? So Um, My number one recommendation is It's Wonderful Life from 1946. Yep. It's just a perfect film. It's a Frank Capra film um, following the life of George Bailey, who is played brilliantly and evocatively by Jimmy Stewart. Mm. Um, And it's about his life in this small fictional town of Bedford Falls. He's a banker for... um, his dad's business called the Bailey Brothers Building and Loan. And mm-hmm. it functions as this this bank to help people build houses during the 1920s through 1945 when the film is kind of set. So it's a banking institution that provides money for people to live full and happy lives and provide for their families and mm-hmm. all sorts of things. And then opposed to that, there's the the villain of the film is this like wealthy miser character, Mr. Potter, played by Lionel Barrymore, who is a Hollywood legend. Mm. Um, and he is trying to kind of corporatize the whole town and make it a, a small city almost rather than a right. small town yes and the the whole film kind of follows that that push and pull against Mr. Potter and for this like smaller more intimate more personal individualized banking system that George is, is kind of the embodiment of um, in a very selfless and compassionate way mm
0: yeah it's that's it's, it's completely what Christmas is all about is banking
1: and money. <laughs> yes well so so that's a that's a great point is that the film ultimately um, like that's that's the setup, right? That's the first hour and 20 minutes of this film is that money is the most important thing yeah and that George is so laser focused on on helping people provide financially for themselves and their families and everything. But in the end, when he is at his his most desperate, and when he needs money mm-hmm. um, to save the the building and loan, uh, his guardian angel comes down and and it shows him what life would have been like if he were never there. And it's horrible. It's this this soulless kind of mini city that Mister Potter is working towards in this alternate life sequence, mm. and it builds up to the fact that George's life is not about helping people provide financially it's about providing selflessly and lovingly and f- friendship towards these people and mm. the the compassion that they can all have for each other and pool together as a a true american small town village type type feel so ultimately it it comes to the conclusion that no man who has friends is poor in any sense of the word, that you'll always be rich if you have friends. Yeah. Yeah, so it really like puts that paradigm on its head right at the very end that Christmas is not about money. Nothing should be about money. Success yeah. comes from those you love.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a- it's, a, it's about community.
1: Exactly. It's a gorgeous yes. film.
0: It is beautiful. I have only actually seen it one time. I think Mm. it was, was it last year or the year before? I don't remember. I think it might have been a couple of years ago. Um, And I think it was one of those things where, like, I was watching it with my family and none of us had seen it before. Oh, wow. And and so I feel like because because my parents didn't really have nostalgia for it or anything, they were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to watch these, like, weird, like, Old film, <laughs> um, and I feel like they didn't really get it, um, and so it was kind of weird watching it with them because I, I don't know, I feel like I might have enjoyed it a lot more had I watched it on my own mm. and could have like appreciated it, you know, better. So maybe I gotta give it a
1: rewatch. I, I should, yeah,
0: <laughs> I would definitely
1: <laughs> recommend it. It's it's a film that I watch every year. I mean, especially now, I watch it like four times a year now because I'm studying it and I have to go back to certain scenes and everything but Mm -hmm. it's a film that i've watched every year at least once since childhood because um it's a deeply american film so it's not quite it's not really that surprising that that you have not seen it before that your family hasn't um and very quickly on this the like history of why it's so integral to american life is actually because frank capra when creating the film he made his own production studio called Liberty Films, due to his kind of distrust and and anger towards post war Hollywood's, um, like production studios. He he was very unhappy with where Hollywood was going after World War II when he came back after serving. So mm. he created this new production company called Liberty Films. So It's a Wonderful Life's copyright was under Liberty Films, and. It was a 30-year copyright, so in 1977, when the copyright expired, no one really noticed because it wasn't, like, Columbia Pictures or Universal Studios, it wasn't one of the main studio systems, or Mm -hmm. studios in the system, so it entered the public domain, and nobody picked up the copyright, and every television station noticed this and started running it, like, 24 hours a day around Christmas. (gasps) In the 70s and 80s and 90s. And that's why every American has seen it because it was free to play until around the 90s. I think NBC purchased it, purchased the copyright. But yeah, it has this really fascinating modern history that if it hadn't expired or if somebody else had picked up the copyright, it probably wouldn't be seen as an American classic. Right. It probably would have just faded and been like an old weird film that's like was a cult classic pos- possibly, but now it's so integral to the the modern American Christmas because yes. of copyright laws.
0: That's so fascinating. I it love is. that kind of thing It's like, I think that people take media for granted like, mm. oh, yeah, it's just something that exists in the world. It's like, yeah, but how did we get here? Yes. So that's so cool. <laughs> Isn't
1: it? Oh, God. Yes. I love it.
0: <laughs> so yeah. much. Mm. And then you had a different classic Christmas film to recommend as well, yes. right? Yes.
1: Yeah. One of my other favorites that like through all of my childhood, It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas, my second Christmas. one, yes. um, were kind of like contending to be my favorite Christmas film. But White Christmas is a film from 1954 with Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye, um, Vera Ellen and Rosemary Clooney, who is the aunt of George Clooney oh interesting um they're these these show performers essentially Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye they're very famous and then they meet the the two women Rosemary Clooney and Vera Ellen and kind of want to fall in love with them um so it's a a kind of love story musical about Christmas but then the actual plot of it revolves around Bob and Phil's, who are Bing Crosby and Danny Kay, they're they're general in World War II. Okay. He owns a like resort, like a ski resort in in Vermont. And that's right. It's yes. kind of like falling into um financial troubles and there hasn't been snow for a whole like year or so in Vermont. Um when they go up to to this inn where the the girls are scheduled to perform. And when they get there, they see that their general owns this place. And they're like, oh, my God, we need to help him. We need to get him money. We need to get business up here, even though there's no snow for this ski resort. So the, the film revolves around them building this show to perform uh, for the general, at Christmas and right at the pinnacle of the celebration at the end, during the show, it starts snowing and they have a white Christmas and it's this glorious little happy musical love story. It's just so good. I really love that film.
0: I Yeah, that's another one that I've actually only seen one time mm. um, and I have a really happy memory watching it because actually it was the pastor of the church that I was um, when I studied abroad. in. Maryland. Mm. Uh, him and his wife were like, oh, come to our house and help us put up the tree um, and we'll watch White Christmas together. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. And I realized I'd never actually seen it before. So that was cute. And um, yeah, I, d- I really enjoy those sort of old timey musicals as well, but I'm a big fan of those. A um, couple of my favorites are not Christmas ones, but I really love like Calamity Jane is like mm. a favorite of mine for many, many years and so on so yes. and guys and dolls is my other one that i really love yes.
1: um, i love singing in the rain yes such a classic and Amazing. brilliant for hollywood history there's mm. so much hollywood history within it it's fantastic yes.
0: no but uh But white christmas is another one that i also need to re-watch because again mm. i've only seen it one time but i remember having a good time with it and it's just a uh, it's a fun film. Fun yeah. Christmas film. It's
1: just fun. It's it's yes. just delightful. There's um it's in my dissertation, so I read a lot of kind of military history into it and how they're treating veterans and all sorts of that. So if you are interested in that, you can look out for it in the film. There are a couple songs that talk about uh one is literally called What Uh, What do we do with a general? Because in the post-war period, generals had a really hard time getting work and getting housing because they were overqualified for a lot of positions and underqualified for others. So there's a lot of really interesting kind of patriotic and military history within the film, if, if that's your sort of thing, more so than just fun, delightful musicals. But it's a great time. Highly recommend it
0: awesome yeah i should totally look at it again and you know the song is a classic song and everything so Mm. yeah i think it's good to see where some things come from and go back and be like hey let's watch this fun film so yeah were there any other classic uh christmas films you wanted to mention
1: um no i think those are the two main like these these are especially for Americans listening to this, or if you're interested in an American view of Christmas, those those are the ones that I would really recommend um, yes. as the classics,
0: the quintessential mm-hmm. classic Christmas films. Yeah. So yes. so moving on then to modern classics, mm-hmm. uh, there there are many of these. I would argue. Oh yeah. Yes. Um. What what's one that you've got?
1: So, one that is um, just an absolutely perfect film, as most people would agree, is The Muppets' Christmas Carol from 1992. Yep. hmm Perfect film. 100%. Um, it's starring the Muppets cast, of course, with Kermit the Frog as um, Bob Cratchit. Yep. And Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. And it's it's... Almost like word for word, Dickens, honestly. I i just reread a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens this week. And as I was reading it, I was like, oh my God, this is really close to Muppet's Christmas Carol. <laughs> um, they took a lot of direct lines from it that are genuinely funny from Dickens. Uh I'd recommend reading that too. But more so watch the film because it's a perfect adaptation. Um It's so good. It's though. so good. It's also so, a musical, which yes. is fantastic. Michael Caine sings in it?
0: It's great. I uh I so it's our family's favorite Christmas film. We watch it every Christmas Eve every year. As is right? Yes. Uh, yes.
1: Um
0: and like we quote it all year round, like, regardless. Yeah. Um you know, it's just one of those like films that I don't My friend the other day was telling me, oh, like, it's only good if, like, you grew up watching it. I'm like, no, it's just good. Like,
1: regardless. It's just Um, good. It's funny. It's quotable. It's a tearjerker in places. Like, it's good. And it's also, like, quality acting. Michael Caine has said that he, that was the role that he was most nervous for because he wanted to do the Muppets justice. And he also said that. It was important to him to play the role as strictly Victorian as he could and as proper English as he could in yes. a true kind of Dickens fashion because he wanted that sharp, sharp contrast between the Muppets and the Dickens character of Scrooge. And it just yeah. plays beautifully and brilliantly. It's, it's just fine quality acting. All the it, way
0: through. It, it's so good. And what the other thing I really love about it is like um is Gonzo as Charles Dickens, like yes! they're racing it. Him and Rizzo, they're just they're hilarious. Yes. Like the running gags of like Rizzo just falling over. And it mm-hmm. happens like three times. And it's just it's funny to me every time. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the part where uh he's looking for his jelly beans and that comes up like several times. I don't know. I just their chemistry is so good, and I don't. Yeah, I I could talk about that film all day. To be honest with oh, you, yeah, me too.
1: I could quote <laughs> it all too. Like no cheeses like, for the mises, and yep. like the lamp, not the rat. Like it's so good.
0: <laughs> oh. No, I'm a large absent-minded spirit. <laughs> um. Yeah. The 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 ghost. Uh. uh In fact, uh, let me ask you. Mm. Uh. Which is your favorite of the three ghosts?
1: Mm. Probably present mm-hmm. in 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 Muppet Christmas Carol. Probably yeah. present.
0: Yeah, I, I would say so too. Um, yeah, I think he embodies my my Christmas spirit. To be honest, nice. I just- <laughs> we love him. We love um, him. But yeah, just just watch Muppets Christmas Carols. If you've not seen it, like, what are you doing? What
1: are you just, doing?
0: Just watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. Anything else? Another modern classic Christmas film?
1: Yes. So this one is is very recent from 2019. Oh, yes. It's called Klaus. Have you seen mm, it?
0: I have. Yes. It's incredible. It's amazing. <laughs> it's
1: one of the best films, period, I think I've ever seen. it. For anyone who hasn't seen it, there's so much gorgeous history around it. But to keep it short... Um, Sergio Pablos is the director of it and the writer um, of Klaus, and he is an ex-animator for Disney. He was a key animator during the Disney Renaissance, so he worked on Hercules and Tarzan and Hunchback of Notre Dame, um, Treasure Planet, a bunch of classics from the 90s and early 2000s. And all of those films have very, very iconic animation. And they're, they're distinct and separate and just beautiful. And they're also 2D animation. Mm-hmm. So Sergio Pablos left and started his own animation studio about 15 years ago, I think. I think it was like two, maybe a bit more, like 2004 or so. And that animation studio came up with the concepts for like Despicable Me and um, Smallfoot and other really distinct iconic animated films from the last Mm -hmm. 15 years but he always wanted to do an original animation so this is where klaus comes in this was his passion project and he wrote a completely original story for this which is so rare for christmas films to be completely original but this amazing this film recreates the myth of santa claus on this small arctic island um and it's beautiful and it's a tearjerker and i almost don't want to give the plot to this because i want people to watch it with fresh eyes it's such a gorgeous film it's completely hand drawn which is absurd because it's Mm -hmm. one of the most beautiful films like visually the the cinematography of the animation is absolutely stunning um the voice cast is phenomenal you have jason schwartzman and rashida jones uh, Joan Cusack and Will Sasso, and Klaus is played by J.K. Simmons. Yes, it's it's also Norm Macdonald's final role in a film before he passed away this year. So it's a bit sentimental and emotional because of that as well. But really, just it it's a Netflix film. It's available on Netflix. It's also available in English, Spanish, and Northern Sami. And those are the only three languages that it will be released in ever because uh, Spanish is Sergio Pablos's language and his animation studio is from is uh, based in Madrid, Spain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He is also an English speaker, so it was important for him, for, for English speakers to be able to see this film. And Northern Sami is featured in the film. Uh, it's a Norwegian... Well, Scandinavian language, but largely in Norway, of an indigenous tribe to Scandinavia. So yeah. it's absolutely just the everything about it is passionate and compassionate and beautiful to the mm-hmm. nth degree. I can't I can't recommend this film enough. I really, it's really so love rude. it.
0: It's one of those films that's like it is a modern classic and like it's only two years old, which mm-hmm. is bananas. But it's the fact that, like, the first time I ever saw it, I'm like, this feels so nostalgic to me. Yes. Like, it's got, like, this timeless quality Mm -hmm. to it. It feels like a film that I grew up watching, even though I've only seen it, like, three times. But even though I have only seen it just a handful of times, it left such an impression on me afterwards. And I was just like, wow. Mm -hmm. I I was blown away. I was like, what is this film? Like, it's like,
1: it's lightning at a ball. It's just it's so good. It's... yeah. It's so good, and I don't cry at many films, but I do cry at Christmas films. So all of the ones that I've named today, I have. It's a Wonderful Life, White (laughs) Christmas, and Klaus do make me cry. But Klaus, I cry through the entire film now, just because I'm like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I've seen it several times (laughs) at this point. It's Um, great. It's so good. Mm. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Well... Did you have another one? I can't remember.
1: I, uh, there are no other modern classics. I mean, there are plenty of modern classics we could name. There's okay. like Love Actually, yeah. The Holiday. There's, um, Batman Returns. You know, Sh- Shazam is a Christmas. <laughs> Shazam. Film. Shazam is an excellent Christmas film, actually, and I would highly recommend that. Which,
0: which but, we have established on Twitter, I was like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, did one of those? Oh, post your six favorite Christmas films, and I was like Shazam, and it's yeah, it's up there. It's one of my favorites. so good. Um, let me ask you real quick before we move on, what do you think of the Polar Express?
1: Mm. This has come up so many times in my flat the last few days. Oh really? So, <laughs> yes. Um, so the Polar Ex- Express was my favorite like Christmas book when I was a kid. Okay, I didn't know it was a big to be honest. Yeah, with you. it's a great book. It's just okay. it's just a delight. It's very close to the film, the book, but the the illustrations in the book are really gorgeous and that's how I remembered seeing the story in my head. So when mm. I saw the film, I was like I want none of this because the CGI <laughs> was so unsettling when I saw it as a kid and it was so far from like what I remembered from the book. So right. I haven't seen it since the first time I just immediately noped out of it. That's fair. That's a that's a common opinion, I yeah. think. <laughs> um, but
0: for me, to me, the weird CGI faces is like part of the charm. Mm. Like it's such a weird film. Um, in terms of visually, it's so strange, and I just can't get enough of it. Like, I think it's amazing and there's that one kid who's like got the super annoying voice who yes. who's like pick me pick me like all that stuff um like me and my dad just we laugh at that all the time like i don't know for some reason we think it's hilarious <laughs> i watch it nearly every year um even as an adult i just i really like it and i think it's a weird film to enjoy but uh, yeah <laughs> i I should really curious what
1: you thought about it. I should really give it another try because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah, so maybe um, I'll have different opinions now.
0: Maybe I mean, yeah, it's very uncanny Valley, and mm. I, I appreciate that, but I just I just find it enjoyable for that reason. It, it amuses me so much.
1: <laughs> Fair. Oh, I'll, I'll give uh, it a shot. I'll let you know on Twitter how okay. I get on with with the Polar Express this year.
0: Awesome. Um excellent. So our, our final category of films to to chat about in this lovely episode of Detours is um Christmas films that people have never heard of. And when you mentioned both of what these were, I was like I've not heard heard of these either. So I'm yes. interested to hear about them. Right.
1: So the first one is from 1954. It's called Susan Slept Here. And it's starring Debbie Reynolds as a 17-year-old... This is important. She is 17 years old. Juvenile delinquent. Now, I'm going to apologize about this ahead of time because it is very much a product of the 1950s. So it is abhorrent from today's standards. But hear me out here. So 17-year-old juvenile delinquent, Debbie Reynolds, named Susan in the film. She is picked up by police and brought to this man named Mark, who is a, like, questionable 35-year-old. He's played by Dick Powell, who was 50 at the time, but they're trying to pass him off as 35. So Mm. the police officer brings 17-year-old Susan to Mark because Mark is a struggling screenwriter in Hollywood, and he wants to write a film about teenagers. So instead of sending her to jail, the policeman gives this 17-year-old to Mark for him to do research. And in order to keep Susan from going to jail, Mark has the brilliant idea to take her to Las Vegas and marry her. Oh. Yeah. and Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then he's such a stand up guy because he's like, well, we can't like consummate the marriage. You're 17 and I won't do that. And she's pressuring him to consummate the marriage. And mm. then he, like, just goes away for four months to finish writing his play and leaves her in his house. And she does research for four months until she turns 18
0: okay,
1: about how to be a wife and be a woman in the 1950s. So there's this very long, like, 10 or 15 minute sequence in the film of what it means to be a woman and a wife and her doing research into like women's magazines and uh, cocktail club menus and recipe books. And um, she's learning shooting and archery and horseback riding and skiing. And it's such a fascinating, just cultural timepiece for the 1950s of one, what they thought was acceptable to show on film and to make a plot around because this is not an okay storyline it's right truly horrid but but also just like how to be a woman how to be a wife how to conduct yourself in this world and it's it's extraordinary for a cultural historian like me so if you're interested in those themes of of seeing something that is the exact opposite of timeless (laughs) I would recommend this film, because it is a good watch. It's it's funny in places, and it's very kind of like, ooh, I'm uncomfortable, but in a really interesting way, if that makes sense. Yeah, that sounds
0: so weird, I'm gonna have to
1: look at it. It's really strange, but there, there are so many, like, at the beginning, when she's with this cop that's bringing her to mark she spits in his face and calls him a communist because it's 1954 and that's that's just such a like classic line and and sequence for the 1950s that it's it's really really interesting from a historical standpoint um Mm -hmm. and i i would recommend it on those grounds for sure also it's debbie reynolds and she's wonderful
0: yeah, we love her. We love her. She's great. She's Princess
1: Leia's mom. Like, yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's a really interesting film. I don't know if I'd say it's, like, a good film. Like, it's, it's I mean, it is good. But it's interesting more than anything. Um, yeah. So if you're looking for something weird and off the wall and, like, not modern in any sense, <laughs> I would definitely recommend uh, Susan Slept Here. Just for curiosity's sake, if anything.
0: Interesting. I'm 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 really, really fascinated by this mm. film and how weird it is. So yeah, yeah let's let's go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um yeah, what
1: else you got? So um one other one, probably the final one I'll throw at you mm. that people have not ever heard of, I think, is Emmett Otter's jug band Christmas. From 1977. Ever heard of it? Nope. Yeah.
0: All right. Never.
1: So (laughs) this is another Muppet film. It's by the Jim Henson Company and directed by Jim Henson himself. And it was originally created for the Canadian Broadcast Channel um, in 1977. It's a one hour, like, made for TV special. Okay. And it's about this little otter named Emmett. And his mom Adorable. named Alice. And they're both Muppets. They're precious Muppets. And they want to get each other gifts for Christmas. Okay. But they're, they're very poor. And they live in this, this poor little kind of creek town mm-hmm. with other Muppets. And there's a, a rival gang happening. It's great. Um, <laughs> and in a kind of like twist or like reverse gift of the Magi. Uh, which is the, the the classic kind of Christmas story by O. Henry about like giving up something that's so important to you so that you can get a gift for someone else, but they had given up that thing to get you a gift. Um, uh-huh. So it's like a, an act of selfless gift, together. This film does the opposite where they give up something of the other person's <laughs> so nice. that they can enter um, a talent show and win prize money to buy the other one a gift okay <laughs> and it's it's funny and it's quirky and it's it's the muppets so it's just a really lovely kind of storyline um Kermit is the only like classic muppet of like the main muppet cast that is in the film interesting but it works really well and it's ultimately extremely wholesome and just really sweet and lovely um, I would really recommend it. It's also a musical because it's The Muppets. So there are several great songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and something really interesting about this is that Jim Henson kind of used it as a testing ground for new Muppet techniques because he knew like nobody would watch it, kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was not that popular and it was only like a one hour Christmas special. So right. it, it, he could test some things in it. So this is when they introduced like wide shots for the Muppets and figuring out how to do puppetry. Like they can be more versatile with the angles they're using when mm-hmm. filming. Interesting. And they yeah. used different puppetry styles. Like there's classic kind of the marionetting or uh, like hand puppetry. There's, um, I think it's called Bunkaru or bank- Bankura. I may be butchering that, Um, but it's a puppetry style that they were messing around with in this uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. They introduced more elaborate sets and set pieces where the floor would, would open up and a Muppet would come up through the floor and they would film the whole process of that instead of placing a Muppet in a scene behind something to hide the person holding it. So there were, there were so many new kind of techniques. They also introduced like mechanized movements and mechanization of Muppets for this film. So Mm. just as a kind of historical piece there too, Emmett Otter is a really fascinating development ground for the Muppets coming from the original Muppets show and moving into um, things like Muppets Christmas Carol about what 15 years later and yeah. kind of how Jim Henson really developed his his craft so it's it's great on multiple levels
0: that's really interesting um cuz fun fact about me so in my church we actually have an amateur like puppet ministry ooh <laughs> So, I'm really interested in puppetry, like in general, from that point of view as someone who is an amateur, like I'm not good in any way um, but I just like when you th- <laughs> when you've done any kind of puppetry before, you realize like how much is involved mm. and how physical it is and stuff like that. so like like I like to imagine when I watch Muppets Christmas Carol, like all the people underneath yeah. like and what they're doing, like how do they make them look so real? it's really interesting to me. So that sounds fun. I as a huge muppet fan, I've never heard of this. I must look at it because I love the muppets very dearly. They're close to my heart. Um so yeah.
1: No, I'm happy that I've seen most of the
0: films that you recommended today. So yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, if uh, any of the ones you haven't, I would definitely recommend the well, I would recommend a few of them. <laughs> um but <laughs> definitely go with what you're interested in um yes especially for the last two but i Mm -hmm. i really enjoy these films for for different reasons and i mean christmas classics are really whatever is your tradition what you find to be a christmas classic so like i think i think the main the main kind of idea of christmas is is that Uh, like secular idea of Christmas because there are obviously other religious things uh, attached to the holiday. But I think one like secular emphasis of the holiday is being true to yourself and opening yourself up to love and compassion and generosity and kindness. And these like truly human kind of emotions that you can share with other people and with yourself. Yes. So whatever film taps into that for you and makes you feel that, That wonderful Christmas spirit, that is your Christmas classic, I think. These ones get me in the mood every year, though. So,
0: Mm. another I want to mention, just yes, uh, please. People probably have heard of this, but I only, I'd never heard of it before. Actually, my ex showed it to me. Oh years ago, I think five years ago or so, yeah. um, but is a Disney movie, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Yeah! It's great. It's hilarious. And it's one of those films, again, where I'm like, this feels so nostalgic and I've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just because it's very like, what, like early 2000s, I believe. Um, yeah. But it's so much fun. What a film. And that's now like one of my favorite film, Christmas films um, that I watch every year just because it's, it's great. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, you should. It's so funny, yeah. Is
1: that enjoy it? Is that the one with with JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I think so. I think I, I think I that's him name. in the main role. Get,
0: yeah, it's got him and then the girl from Even Stevens, whatever. Yes. Her name is. Um, let me look it up real, real quick. Yeah, I'm also uh,
1: giving it to gooks. E... Yeah, it's JTT. Um, and oh, Jessica Biel. Gary Cole. Ooh, this is a cast. Yep. I I remember seeing it when I was a kid. It's from 1998. I remember seeing Mm -hmm. it as a kid and loving it. Um, But I haven't seen it in years, so I should definitely give that another watch. You should.
0: I'd never seen it before, like, five years ago, and I was like, this film is a banger. Mm. Why have I never heard of it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, there's so many Christmas films.
1: <laughs> there are so many Christmas films.
0: But there really is something for everybody. Like whether it's like, yeah. you know, whether you're a Hallmark movie person or whether you're into, you know, the like weirder stuff like, I don't know, Krampus or whatever. Mm. Or, you know, like Christmassy horror genre or
1: Christmassy, like, Christ- like gangster films, like mob films. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's There's like there's subgenres and subgenres. Oh, yeah. And it's really interesting to me. Yeah, so. But this has been episode two of Detours. I've had a great time. Thank you for coming on again, Vaughn, to chat
1: about these things. Yeah, thank you great. so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. It was so much fun.
0: Yay! oh I, I had a great time. Um, yeah, so thank you, everybody, for listening. Also, and uh, you can follow me at Carison Ford on Twitter, which is C-A-R... Y-S-S-O-N-F-O-R-D and you can follow the show on Twitter at J underscore into fandom and yes I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and please listen to the end credit scene it's gonna be fun and yes thank you (laughs) again for coming on beautiful
1: yeah happy holidays yes
0: Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney
1: tonight Santa baby, a fifty-four convertible too Light blue, I'll wait up for you dear Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight
0: Fellas that I haven't kissed.
1: Next year I could be just as good if you check off my Christmas list. Santa baby, I want to yard, and really that's not a lie Been an angel all year, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight.
0: Santa, honey, one little thing I really do need, the deed. To a platinum mine, Santa, baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight, so hurry tonight.